Dr. Pillay, and I want to welcome everyone to our episode of Big Ticket Clients. I have a guest today, and I am so excited to have her with us. Her name is Rita Cragwall. Rita, go ahead and say hello before we get started. Hello, everyone. All right. Now, one thing I want to remind everyone about is this. Big ticket clients is really first and foremost all about having a big ticket mindset, right? If we're going to be successful in bringing powerful big ticket outcomes to our beloved clients, we have to be able to tell a powerful story so that our clients can come to us, right? And Rita is an example of someone who has not only the ability to tell a power story. She has an amazing story herself. And so we're calling this episode The 12 Laws of Mind because that's what her book and her entire philosophy is all about. So without any further ado, Rita, I want to ask you, can you briefly describe your company, the people you serve, and the kinds of situations they find themselves in when they come to you for help? Well, I'm a one-woman show. There's just me. And People come to me for all kinds of things. Now, if it's a person who's worried about their company, then we're talking about how are we going to use the laws of mind to help you with your company and what those situations are. And a lot of times it's culture change. They want to change the culture of the company. They've, they're new into the company and they're trying to instill a new mindset into the company. Sometimes it's, people who it's their company and no one knew is coming in, but they know something's wrong and something has to change. And they're just not sure how to go about that or, or what to do. Mm-hmm. Now individuals come to me uh, a lot of times because they're desperate. Wow. And they've reached a point where, okay, I'm just willing to try it and nothing else is working. You know, what, what can I do? I'm in this vicious cycle and sometimes it's very negative and sometimes it's very violent. So on that note, you're saying that, that, that you've got companies that come to you. You've also got individuals. Could you give us a sense of how you provide um, clarity or, or your service to these companies and clients, what do they leave you with? When they're done, what is the outcome that you're providing for them? Well, by the time they leave, they understand how they've been doing this to themselves. Oh, Because that's what? what it's about. The 12 laws of mind are how you are using law. It's law. It's principle. Mm-hmm. You can't change it. It's mm-hmm. working all the time. It works for everybody. It never deviates. It's law. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can use it to distort things or you can use it to grow things, but mm-hmm. it's one or the other. Now, <laughs> now, you had said that um, when they leave you, I found this really intriguing. You said when they leave you, they know that they are doing this to themselves. And I asked, doing what to themselves? You know, because most of us don't realize how much power we have, right? Exactly. We walk around thinking that things are happening to us and we don't realize we are happening to us. So tell us more about what you mean by what they are doing to themselves. First couple of meetings, or at least the first meeting is, okay, tell me what's going on and what's your problem. Mm -hmm. And as they're speaking... 
you know, you take down some notes and then you turn around and say, did you hear yourself? Mm. Okay. You just told me how people are so negative and this guy just, you know, he hates you and blah, 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 blah. Um, you're making this up. Yeah. He has no choice but to show you what you believe. Mm. That's the law. Mm. So if you're believing that he's a jerk, why are you crying to me that he's a jerk? Wow. So, so you're saying, okay, so first of all, like I'll pick one person out of whatever they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's, and I've done this with somebody, their boss hates them. They hate their work. They never get a raise, blah, blah, blah. And I've said, okay, I really want you to flip that. Just mm-hmm. totally flip it. And for the next month, he's a wonderful person. He always understands you. He's always giving you praise and raises. And they come back with getting raises, and the boss has totally changed. And I don't know what happened, yeah. but so it really did work. So basically, they are getting back from the world what they put out to the world. Exactly. You get what you get. Let, let, let me ask you. For, let me ask you to tell us what those twelve laws of mind are in a moment. But before we do that, before we do that, can you tell us what exactly are some of the big myths or misunderstandings out there when it comes to the, this idea of the twelve laws of mind? Basically, when it comes to what you help your people with, what are the biggest misunderstandings about what you do? Well, in an age of reason, which is what we live in. Everybody doesn't believe it because you can't see it. It's, mm. it's not measurable in their minds. Mm. But that's not true. It is measurable. How much success did you have with it? It's working all the time. You're doing it all the time. You're a master at it. Mm. But most believe when they first learn about it, oh, well, I have to do it a certain way, and I have to do a certain technique, and I have to, to make it work for me. hmm and no, it's not. It's it's a place of belief. This mm. is a place of belief. And what you believe is what you get. What you believe is what you get. So so you're saying that my five fingers here, uh, I have my sense of uh, taste, smell, uh, sight, uh, uh, hearing. <laughs> There's right. got to be one more. And feeling. What was the last one? Feeling or touching? Feeling, touching. Okay. So you're saying that these five measurable feelings or, or, you know, ways of understanding the world are incomplete. You're saying that there's a whole nother realm of feeling and reality that we are just missing out on. And is that, is that what the 12 laws of mind are? Yes. And it's about recognizing that you say, for example, this is my house. This is my car. You also say, this is my body you know you are not your car and you know you are not your house. Mm. You are not your body either. Mm. You are consciousness. Mm. And you are imagination. You couldn't stop imagining if you wanted to. Hmm. Not any more than you could stop breathing. You just stop and think about that. You're telling yourself stories all day long. All day long. (laughs) I love it. In the bathroom, driving in the car walking the dog, you're telling yourself a story. You, you know, one of the things that um, I teach, which so lines up with what I'm hearing you say, is that 
every second of every day we are telling stories yes. and we're telling two kinds of stories. There's the story that you tell the market. So the, the, it could be, here's my product. Here's my marketing funnel. Here's how you pay me. That's the story you tell the market. But right. every second you're telling yourself stories and these right. stories that you're telling yourself will make you into whatever you become. They come true. Yeah. Tell us, what the, tell us, give us a quick sort of rundown of the 12 laws, uh, what they actually are, just, you know, one, two, three, four, and then we'll go on into talking about the challenges that you may have faced in communicating this out into the market so far. Go ahead. So there's the law of one, the law of liberty, or a lot of people call it the law of freedom, law of salvation, law of tithing, law of relativity, the law of perpetual transmutation, mm -hmm. the law of gratitude, the law of mm -hmm. cause and effect, the law of opulence, the law of attraction, which a lot of people have heard of, mm -hmm. uh, the law of reflection, mm -hmm. the law of vibration, and the law of death. Wow. Rita, I, I want to ask you about every single law, but we're not going to have time. Can you tell me your favorite law <laughs> and tell us a little bit more about it? The first two laws are the most important laws mm -hmm. because the other laws can't kick in until, well, they kick in, but they're based upon the first two laws. Uh -huh. So they're all encompassing, in other words. Uh, so the law of one is, and this is a hard one for a lot of people to understand, mm -hmm. is there's not 7 billion people here. There's one and he's made up of seven billion. Wow. So each person is a cell in the body of the one. Wow. And when you're thinking things and imagining things and putting feeling into it, like we all do, mm -hmm. everyone else is compelled to bring you what you are imagining, what you believe, what you think. They are compelled to bring it to you. Everyone has their role to play, and everyone always feels like, oh, I have a purpose. I have something important to do. And you're right. You do. Be the best you you can be. Mm -hmm. It's like a baseball game. You're in the center field. You got to be ready. You got to be ready for that fly ball. You got to be ready for it all nine innings wow. because you never know what play will make you win or lose the game. You always, always have to be ready. And how do you do that? Well, you're being the best you can be, right? You're being the best center field outfielder you can be. You're ready. You're watching. You're, you're ready. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> They're not being their best for whatever reasons they have. They have experiences, beliefs, or whatever mm -hmm. that make them be that way. And beliefs, every single belief is self-imposed. You know, Rita, can be changed. Rita, you are such a powerful person, a powerful spirit. It, it, just, it just comes off in every word that you say. I want to hear about that second one also that you said is one of two that you believe must uh, happen in the world before you can get the rest? Well, the law of liberty, the law of freedom is imagination creates reality. Mm. You are a receiver and you are a projector. You receive desires. Mm -hmm. 
Everybody says, I am. Everybody. I am Rita. You're Dr. Pellet. Mm-hmm. Right? You are I am. Dr. Pelly is a role you play. Mm. The being is I am. Made up of Dr. Pelly, Rita, Joe, Mark, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll give you a good example of you are imagining you want tickets to a sold out show. It seems mm-hmm. impossible. It's been sold out for over a year. And you're just sitting there thinking, wouldn't that be great? And people congratulating you on having those tickets. And mm-hmm. yeah, that feels good. And mm-hmm. then you let it go. You forget about it. It was just a little imagination. I would love to go to Wicked. <laughs> so two weeks later on Facebook pops up one of your friends who says, I accidentally bought these tickets. They were for the wrong year. And they're for this year, and anybody want them? Because I can't go. $300 a ticket. Well, you know, I don't have $300 for a ticket. So, no, but good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Two weeks after that, oh, well, I found out it's close to your anniversary, so I'm just going to give you these tickets. Have a great time. I imagined holding tickets in my hand to a show that was sold out and I got them. Wow. Everybody's belief, everybody's purpose, everybody's thinking all comes into play to create this scene that gives me the tickets. Wow. So, 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 you know, you've, you have me just transfixed here listening. I I just, I can't even move forward with questions. I want to keep hearing more, but we're going to move forward here because now I want to transition. I want to uh, transition into learning more about your clients. So we've talked about the context. We've talked about what you do. Now tell us a little bit about the biggest challenge that your clients usually face. Like if you were to say, here's the number one thing they struggle with, what would that be? that they're responsible for what's happening. Mm. This is very hard for them to understand. There are a subjective and objective and what you do in the subjective is projected out into the objective. That's a projection. Mm -hmm. It can't hurt you. It can't do anything to you unless you believe it can. Mm. Mm. For example, a mosquito is just a mosquito. Okay, if you believe in a bad mosquito, then that automatically creates a good mosquito. Okay, and there's a bad and a good. It has to balance. It's just a mosquito. Okay. Yeah. But if you say a mosquito is bad and it carries Zika and it's going to bite you, kill you, and hurt you, well, some mosquito may bite you, but you're the one that gave yourself Zika if you suddenly develop Zika. You can blame the mosquito. But because you believe in illness itself and you believe in disease, pestilence, the mosquito can hurt me. Okay. Mosquito's gonna hurt you. <laughs> okay, so how do people, how do your clients get past their fears, right? Uh, we've talked about kind of where they're stuck. How do you right. help them actually get past those fears? Well, a lot of it is um, understanding that. Most people read the Bible, Mm -hmm. and the Bible is perceived by many as being one way, 
So I use that as an example, and I'll say, you know, if you go to church and you listen to this preacher and you listen to this Baptist convention or whatever it is, tell you this is how it is, then that's how it is for you if you believe that. But that's not what this book says. This book tells you if you stop and think about it and just step away, get your emotions and everything away, stop and think about it, okay? It tells you to love yourself, Mm. to love yourself with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your being. And when you begin to love yourself, things will change. Hmm. Because if you don't love you, no one else can love you. Hmm. If you vibrate, I'm a victim, because you're always worried about something hurting you. Mm -hmm. Don't cry when things come to hurt you. Mm -hmm. They're just showing you what you believe. Don't blame them. The boss isn't being mean to you. You're being mean to you. Interesting. Can you give us some, some, some stories uh, or examples of the outcomes that your clients have walked away with? So, for example, you know, when my clients come to me, they come to me because the, their marketing is broken or they have no idea how to reach their customers. By the time we're done, they will have customers. Maybe they would have even gotten things like $10,000 in a month in terms of new business just because they implemented lead generation strategies. So those are tangible outcomes. What outcomes do you typically create for your clients? And do you have some examples to share with us? Yes, I do. And one example I'll give you is a woman came to me and she was told she'd have to wait 36 months before she could get any help from the National Health uh, Service in England. She lived mm-hmm. in London. This woman was paralyzed. She couldn't leave her house. Mm. She was getting panic attacks. She used to have a thriving gardening business. And she had hooked up with a guy, and he and his daughter had moved into her home. And over time, this panic attacking and this I can't leave the house uh, started happening to her. And it was getting so bad that even when she walked into the garage, she would start having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. So I told her, you know, he's being mean to you because you think you deserve less. You don't love yourself. You need to just start. Just start telling yourself, I love myself. I love my, I love myself. I love me. I love myself. Tell yourself a new story, right? And, mind yeah. out of that negative loop that you yeah. put it into by blaming yourself for everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, what I was, uh, what I threw in there, you may not have heard me. I said was tell yourself a new story, right? Exactly, and this is yeah. the whole key: is let me hear your story. Then okay, let's flip the story. Yeah. You know, and she wanted to keep getting down into all the ugly things he did to her. Mm -hmm. And I kept telling her, flip the story. Mm. Imagine he's bringing you flowers. Imagine he's being nice. Imagine he's texting you, ooh, baby, I love you. Uh, You know, the very things that you're upset with, do the exact opposite. Just switch it around. Mm -hmm. Within a week, he had left. Mm. The daughter had left. About a week after that, 
she was out. She was getting out. She was going out with friends, riding horses, meeting people at the restaurant. But then she started getting text messages from the ex-wife telling her how ugly and horrible she was and mm. all this other stuff. And I'm like, what? Blocker? She's not part of your world anymore. I don't know what made you doubt yourself, but that's why she showed up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't doubt. No doubt. You're awesome. Look at what you're doing. You're riding horses. You're starting up your business again. So she did. She blocked it. And now she's just gone crazy. She's gotten her business up and running again. It's thriving. She's sent her daughter off to college. It, she's met a man that she just adores. So, you know, the outcome is they're coming to me with what they want. Yeah. yeah. This is what the outcome I want. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, 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 and actually, you know, you are in one of the most powerful spaces as a coach that, that uh, is possible. You know, you may have heard and people talk about, you know, you're either in health or you're in, you know, health and wellness or you're in relationships or you're in, you know, the financial, you know, uh, wealth side of things. Now, my side of my focus is more on the wealth side of things, uh, but the, the, the outcomes that are created on the health and wellness side are just as powerful, if not more powerful. But well, on that, yeah, go ahead. Well, that's a good example because uh, I, market analysis is what led me to all this. Mm-hmm. And markets do it all the time. Oh, we're worried. We're worried. It's going to crash for this. We're going to crash for that. We're going to crash for this and that and that and Trump. (laughs) Marketers, anyone, any trader will tell you this is the wall of worry. Mm. We climb a wall of worry, Mm -hmm. but they're not snapping to what they're doing. Okay. You're making a wall of worry and yeah, it's going to go down. You're imagining it, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And the minute you forget it, the minute they all throw in the towel and say it's it's going up forever, is the minute what they imagined comes true. Yep. So, Rita, <laughs> tell us about you. Tell us. You know, we've heard about your your the, the the challenge that you solve. We've heard a little bit about your clients. How did you get here? Give us a sense of your defining moment. What was it that really woke you up and put you on this path to be so helpful to so many other people? Well, I was fired. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Let's start from there. huh? <laughs> what happened? And it was a mix of things. Um, I was working at a world renowned cancer hospital. I won't name a name. Uh, worked there for 16 years. And my boss and I had gotten along great. We were doing great. We got a new director. And this is when the trouble started. And unbeknownst to me, I did not realize the new director was bullying my boss. Mm. And my boss and I were not seeing eye to eye. We weren't communicating well. I thought I was being nice. He was coming back with I was being horrible. And I'm like, how can a please be horrible? Mm. (laughs) I couldn't understand why I wasn't being understood. 
and it was driving me crazy. I was trying to be the nicest I could be, the best I could be. But of course, that's a victim mentality too. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to please him. And you're never going to please him. You have to please yourself. You have to. And there was a conflict going on within me because when I first went there, I just thought there was nothing better than trying to make cancer history and, you know, helping people and keeping the taxpayers' money safe Mm -hmm. and being used properly. I thought that was just the greatest thing ever. And as we went down the road, you know, I'm not the one in charge. It's not my belief Mm -hmm. that's running the show. And we had a change in president at the same time. And it was very much a change in focus. And it was more about um, the dollar. Mm. And... I discovered, uh, you know, you tell yourself things and you think they're true, like tobacco causes cancer. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. If 100 people smoke a pack of cigarettes a day and they smoke the same cigarettes, 87 will get cancer and 13 won't. Hmm. Okay, the 87 that got cancer believe cigarettes could give them cancer Mm -hmm. the 13 didn't Hmm. they didn't believe that that's that's the clue if tobacco really gave you cancer then all 100 would have cancer they don't so that's not what does it it's the same thing with all this stuff bacon is going to kill you no it's not Bacon's delicious and it loves you. <laughs> you so, should love it back. <laughs> so how did you go from getting fired to finding out that you have this, this realization that, you know, I, I, my mind can control my outcomes? How did you go from there to now? And that was really it. You know, it was this hunger and I had to know and I couldn't stop looking for it. And it was, you know, finally I was like, I have to know how I did this to myself. How did I do this? How did I get here? How did, how did I, I get I here? Do yeah. This? yeah, yeah. And I put my head down and I hit the enter on the on the keyboard. I was at the computer when I was yeah. just uh, yeah. And I look up and right there in my face, the first search was Neville Goddard. Imagination creates reality. Mm. And I just started bawling like a baby. And I was like, I I know that's true. I know that's true. And I started seeing and thinking all these things that I had imagined in my life that had come to be. Mm. And as I dug into it more and more, I realized that the Bible was telling us these truths. The 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 disciples are the 12 laws of mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's an allegory. Mm-hmm. You're Jesus. Okay. <laughs> the, the way the allegory is written is that every main character is a state of consciousness that you will wear mm-hmm. in your life. You're not a 
a human being seeking a spiritual experience. You're a spiritual being having a human experience in order to learn. And you're learning good, bad, and it just is. Yeah. It's just a person. They're not good or bad until you flavor them. Mm-hmm. And then they will be exactly in your perception, in your world, the way you believe they are. Mm-hmm. So, so you mentioned you mentioned that um, the words imagination creates reality just really yeah. hit you. Now, I, w- I want you to know how powerful that is for our audience, big ticket clients. A lot of people don't believe that they can actually aspire to make the kind of money that is possible uh, that they're seeing happening all over the internet, right? They think it's right. just for someone else, right? And, and that's why they don't. Yeah, but they also hear a lot of people saying it's all about mindset. Imagination creates creates reality. But for some people, they actually need a, a like a twelve step plan. <laughs> you know, what do I do? What, what do I do first, and then second, and then third, so I can go from just saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to acquire the success and the happiness and all these things that I want. What are just a few steps that can take people there um, that, that have taken your clients and you to the climax and to the success of your story? You test it for yourself. It's a law. It's the law of liberty. It's the law of freedom. Test it. So when, I, when you test it, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can quite relax. Just sit in your comfy chair or lay I'm down, do whatever. Right now. <laughs> yeah. And close your eyes and relax. Mm. And you need to breathe about six breaths, six to eight breaths a minute. That is true relaxation. Every time a thought tries to come into your head, just, oh, just a thought, move along. You know, move along until you get to quiet. You are now in a state of being. You are not Dr. Pelly. You are I am. You're just being. Okay? Now, imagine having the end. What would it feel like to have your desire? So what do you desire? You know? So before you go into your imagining, you need to figure out what you want. Mm-hmm. So let's say you want to increase your business You know, you want to have 10,000 views on this video. Okay, so you go quiet, you relax, and then you imagine your best friend congratulating you Mm -hmm. on having 10,000 views on this video. You feel him shaking your hand. You feel that hand in your hand. And you know if you close your eyes and think about your mom or your kids or something, you can feel him, you can do these, use your senses, your five senses in your imagination. Mm -hmm. And what's basically happening is the conscious mind and the subconscious mind are agreeing in imagination. They've agreed to this end point. You will be congratulated on having 10,000 views. Hmm. So basically your subconscious mind has the power but your yeah. conscious mind, which doesn't have the power, has to give it the direction. It's kind of a paradox, well, the, isn't it? The conscious mind's the gatekeeper. Yep. It's like now that, and yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And until the two agree, and that's a belief, mm-hmm. right? 
Until the two agree, it cannot be. As soon as the two agree, it happens. Hmm. Hmm. So the idea is to bypass your conscious mind and what you're consciously thinking right now and go into a, it's like a real-time strategy game. You're setting an end point. Mm-hmm. All my troops go here, right? Well, you're setting an end point. Anything and everything that needs to happen to make me experience this, mm-hmm. getting a handshake of congratulations on 10,000 views, is going to happen. Hmm. I don't know how it's going to happen or who it's going to be with, but it's going to happen. This end point's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so you um, imagine the end. And then all the details will fill in. Will fill themselves out. You know, Rita, you are, as I said earlier, a spirit, a force of nature in terms of your conviction. (laughs) It it really shows that you you believe and you, you walk the walk that you're talking. As we get to the point of the conclusion of this story that we've been listening to, can you give our listeners just... One big, final, important thing that they should be thinking about in their minds as they prepare themselves to become more open to telling themselves different stories. What, what, what is something, an important question that they should be asking or things they should be considering as they get ready to go on a journey like the one you've described so far? Well, it, it's not just a, a little silly saying. All things are possible if you can imagine it. Mm. That, that's it. All things are possible. So if a lot of people get a lot of worry and doubt when they're, after they've done their imagining, it just hasn't shown up yet. Yeah. Well, everything has its own birthing time. So no, the point is no doubt. Do not doubt yourself. Mm-hmm. Never doubt yourself. Love yourself. You deserve the best. And how hard is that? That is, isn't that so hard though? I think that's the biggest problem because people expect it to be so hard and it's not. It's very Mm. simple Mm. and it's very real. And they've been told all their lives it's not. Mm. And they've built up walls. They built yeah. up walls and, and defenses that, that, so, that shout and scream, it's hard, right? Exactly. But what's funny is when they start doing it and they start realizing the law of one, they start seeing that in the background, it's been beating like a drum all their lives. Every fairy tale you ever read, every story you hear, every piece of, there is no fiction. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a forgotten memory or the story of you. Ooh, 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 ooh. I got to tell you, take a look at this book. There you go. Guess who who wrote this book? (laughs) I love it. You see, I wrote this book, The Story of You, just like what you said um, several years ago. And as you can see, not only is your topic so fascinating for me personally, um, I hope that I, I could be... As I could just feel the conviction that you carry with you. It's so powerful. Now, as we wrap up, I just want to say that the last thing you were talking about when we said life is hard. In fact, in this book, I said that life is not only that life is not hard. Life is H-A-R-D. It is how adversity reveals destiny. And so um, I, I am a student of what you teach. 
I, I, I love it. I am so passionate about it. And I just, it feels, it fills me up. And I hope that it fills up everyone that hears this. It just Rita's words, if I were able to summarize, are whatever you believe can be. But you got to believe it, right? You got to believe it. But there's a caveat to that. Okay? Yeah, what's the caveat? I want to know that too. <laughs> imagination is your savior is because you are making the conscious and the subconscious agree in imagination. So let's say you want to imagine a big pile of money. So you do, mm-hmm. and you get a big pile of money, but you believe that money is the root of all evil. Mm. Well, all that money is going to flee right away from you. Mm. You got money, but then it leaves you. And a lot of people don't understand that, but that's, that's back to loving yourself. Mm-hmm. If you love yourself, then you deserve all the money you you can possibly get or use or want, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have a victim mentality, then you don't believe you deserve it. Or how did I deserve getting all that? You'll ask yourself something stupid like that. Mm. How did I deserve getting all this money? Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and things will happen that will just suck it right out away from you. Mm. And it's not the things that happened that sucked it away from you. It was your belief you didn't deserve it. Wow. Then the things happened to take it away. It's, wow. it's not the outside. The inside is projected to the outside. And, and isn't it amazing how so many people look for the outside victories before taking time to deal with the inside victories? Exactly. Exactly. And you know, a lot of people ask, why do bad things happen to good people? Mm. Well, why do good people think there are bad people? They're just people. Mm-hmm. If you believe in negative people, you can cut all the negative people out of your life all you want, but more are going to show up to prove your belief to you. Because you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> because you still believe that. And you're carrying, your, you're carrying your belief with you. <laughs> Yeah, there was one lady who was telling me, I have to block all these negative people. You know, they're just, I'm an empath and it's just hitting me. You know, in these waves of all this negativity. I'm like, that's you, darling. <laughs> You're like, well, you might want to start blocking yourself too. <laughs> well, I said that. You can't block yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you have to start turning this around. Everybody, If you're wonderful, everybody else is wonderful. <laughs> it can't be... Me and all my vegan friends are wonderful and everybody else is horrible. Wow. You're going to keep meeting horrible people. (laughs) Rita, we could meet for hours and hours and I could learn from you all day. But I just want to ask you one last question. How can people connect with you online? So if we have people right now who have listened to all this, obviously they know you're a wealth of information and possibly support and comfort. How can they reach you? How can people, what's the best way for people to reach you? You can reach me on several social media sites. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I'm also on Reddit, uh, following the Neville Goddard and Law of Attraction feeds there. Uh, I'm also on Gab and uh, Minds.com. And so, so, so the, the so the strategy is just use your name Rita R I T A and then Cragwall C R A G W A L L. Yes, I have a blog on Patreon. Oh, that once a week I present a free blog to the public, 
and those are always based on the law of mind to help people. So there's a lot of free available things that they can look at there and they can contact me there as well. Okay. So last question. I know I said that was going to be the last question. Last question is, uh, do you have a specific recommendation uh, for how people should contact you? You know, is there a preferred uh, way for, from all those choices for people to, to contact you? Um, I would prefer LinkedIn, uh, but as a rule, I'm not against helping anybody who reaches out from anywhere. So that's why I'm in so many places. Yes. And the other reason I'm in so many places, uh, I love the passion. I love watching the passion. I don't care what you're passionate about. I just yes. like watching you be passionate about it. Yes. So there's uh, people who tend to be very, very passionate are the ones who are heading down towards a, a bigger hole mm-hmm. than others. And so I like to be there in order to help if they need it. Absolutely. Well, Rita, it has been a pleasure to meet with you. Rita, you're, you're an author, a blogger, an analyst, a speaker, a consultant. You're available on all of these different social outlets. Uh, but the preferred one, as you've mentioned, is connect with you on LinkedIn and possibly get into a, a meeting where you will be able to help anyone uh, who needs help along these lines. Yes. So thank you so much for this time, Rita. And uh, if you have any last words, go on, go ahead and kick us out. No, blessings to everybody. All right. (laughs) Blessings to everyone. Thank you, Rita. It's been a wonderful time. Have a great day, okay? You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.